Welcome to track number 13 of Pastors of Thousands. Hello. Our subject is Lady Pastor Leah. L-E-A-H. Genesis 29. How many can see that you are moving? Moving. 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 From a stage of barrenness. And what is the meaning of barren? Dryness. Dullness. Bleakness. Not copious. Sterile, non-productive, airless, childless, issueless, scanty, it's unfortunate, huh? <laughs> not conceiving, dry, desert, Let's see one of the, this one is a combination, Pastor Jake and Lady Pastor Leah. Yeah. Pastor Jake, Jacob and Lady Pastor Leah. <laughs> Some people are going to see the tapes with their names written on it and say, man, they've used me to preach. <laughs> Pastor Jake and Lady Pastor Leah. Now, it is not good to marry in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob or somebody hello who got married in the night and when he woke up in the morning he realized that <laughs> it was not <laughs> it was not the person that he had actually intended to get married to. You see, many people get married in the night in darkness. They have no knowledge, information, and they marry without advice, counsel, not knowing what is good or bad, what will be good for them, what will not be good for them. And as time goes on, light comes, and they wake up and they realize, oh, man, <laughs> this is not the type of person that I wanted to marry. But you've already married her. You realize that you are stuck with Leah. But God is opening your eyes. 
You shall not marry in the night. Hallelujah. Many people married in the night. And when they woke up, they said, Man, this is not the woman or the man. I pity you if you don't have a spiritual father to advise you. You see, my child has no idea what school is good. Or what is good for him. He doesn't have the vigor. He may be even 10 years old or 12 years old. He can't choose. He doesn't still know. I know because I've been there. And I've grown up. And I've done everything. So I know. But my child doesn't know. But he thinks he knows. Every child thinks he knows. When you wake up, you realize that you were. So thank God for fathers spiritual fathers and mothers who can say, you know, it's not a good school. Go to this school. <laughs> this is not a good school. This is not a good idea. It's a really bad idea. Or oh, that's a good idea. To help you so that you don't marry in the night. Because when daytime comes, they say, man, 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 what is this? What is this? This is not the Rachel that I thought. It's Leah. It's something else. Something different. You are free today from every midnight marriage. (laughs) All right. Believe in advice. Believe in what? Believe in advice. Believe in advice. Fear not taking advice as a general rule of anything. Especially someone who has been to war, has come back, has removed his armor, and is advising you about war. And you haven't worn your armor yet, and you are now going. You must fear advice. The Bible says, Let not him that is going to battle boast, but he that has gone and has returned and has removed his armor. He is the one who can speak about it. Amen. Amen. Right, Genesis 21, 29. Verse 21. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife. For my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. Where's Michelle? She's not yet here. Coffee. For my days are are what? Are what? Fulfilled. That I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter. I think Jacob was in a hurry because I think that it's uh, some way, you know. He couldn't see. I mean, you could have seen. 
maybe even the height, the color of her hair, I mean. Light off. <laughs> and Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. Man! And he said to Laban, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve thee, serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave Rachel to his to Rachel his daughter Bilha, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. Verse 31. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will do what? Will do what? And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I was hated, I was what? He had therefore given me this son also, and she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined, be what? Joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son and she said, <laughs> She's a powerful woman, isn't it? She's very active. Anybody who has a gift from God, use it. Sex is a gift from God. Not only discernment of spirits. Amen. Amen. Sex can only be made by God. It's a complex thing. Hormones, reactions, blood, heart rates, all sorts of things go on. It's a very complex thing. Even the interest is from something because if I give you some injections you won't be interested if I give you another injection you'll be interested it's a, it's a create it's something created by God it's a wonderful thing are you are you listening to me yeah so it's, it's a special thing created by God and I mean we just thank him amen huh. and she conceived again in best and then she said now will I praise the Lord Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. I won't have any more. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Jacob and Lady Pastor Leah. Now, 
Lady Pastor Leah had a problem with Pastor Jake. The problem was that Pastor Jacob did not love Leah. So every time she had a child, she would say, now he will love me. Another one she say, now he will no more hate me. Another one she say, now he will be joined to me. And another one she said, now I'll praise the Lord. You get it? You can never be productive spiritually until you have love for God and for God's people. You cannot be productive. You see, if a man does not love a woman and approach her, amen. If a man does not love a woman and approach her, hallelujah. Hmm? Dorothy, you cannot have that thing. Amen. Amen. Frank, is that not so? Hmm? The man must love the woman and then approach her. So one of the causes or Leah's problem, because God had to open Leah's womb. And the fact that he had to open it means it was closed. Leah's womb was closed, so God opened it. And that says he opened her womb. And God, and that womb was closed, and that womb was not bearing because of a combination of factors that had to do with Pastor Jacob and Lady Pastor Leah. Pastor Jake did not love Leah. And Leah was rejected. She knew that she was not wanted. She heard the argument that Jacob was having with his, her father outside the tents. This, this girl, I didn't, this, that, that, and so and She felt very sad within her. Now let me tell you one of the greatest keys to productivity. Huh? Which I believe Lady Pastor Leah and Jacob needed, hallelujah, to, in order to bring about the blessing. And that is the key of love. 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 Amen. Amen. If you love it, now let me show you, why is love so powerful? Because God himself is love. Amen. Amen. Without real love for God's people and God's ministry, CC, you cannot do well in the ministry. In this camp, God is giving you a supernatural love for his work and for his people. You see, Juliet, Julie, Juju, Everything may be okay with you and with your house. And you may have your own children. But God will give you supernatural interest in other people's children. If you are selfish or you don't have interest in somebody else's child, you cannot rise up to be fruitful 
Amen. Amen. The basis for all ministry is love. I love what I do. I love the people that I minister to and for. Amen. And love is a very important thing. Let me show you. Listen to me. Don't forget this. Love is the greatest teacher in the ministry. Love will teach you what to do. Huh? Somebody said, when we get married, what will we do? When we get, when we go to the hotel, what will we do? Love will show you what to do. You don't have to have, what do you call it? Lessons. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You can have some guiding lessons to prevent you from being foolish. But love, you can be left alone. You don't need to be taught. You can be left alone. You will find out what to do. If you really love a woman and you want her to be your husband or wife, you don't need lessons on what to do. No beloved, real those who those who don't go, we advise people don't be a beloved for more than eighteen months. We are getting a relationship and then marry. Those who do what we are saying, they often don't need advice. Like spend time with her, visit her. You will spend time with her. You will visit her because the love is hot and it's real love. Love will show you what to do. You will be there. You don't have me to tell you, ring her every day, ring her five times a day, ring her ten times a day, spend your money on international calls, uh, uh, tell her you love her. Nobody has to say all these things. Is that not so? How many agree with what I'm saying? Nobody has to tell you what to do. You will, you will be taught by love. I want to get in touch. I'll call. Where is she? What's happening? Let me call again. I'm calling now. I'm checking on this. I'm checking on that. Are you listening to me? Yes. Love will show you what to do for your sheep. Amen. Oh yeah. Should I be at their wedding? Should I be at the funeral? How far from them should I be during the funeral? If you really love the person, you nobody has to tell you what to do. The reason why we are having to tell people, do this and do that and do this and do that, is because they don't have any natural love for the people whom God has given to them. Are you listening to me? Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 says, The love of Christ constraineth us. Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter 5. Lady Pastor Leah and Pastor Jake lacked one very important component for their relationship to become very fruitful. And that was love. And you can see because she kept saying the things that were lacking. She said there was love. There was no love. So he said, after she gave birth, now that I've given birth, the guy is going to love me. After some time, she said, he will not hate me. Another time, she said, he will be joined unto me. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Second Corinto, chapter 5. 
Let's all read it together. Ready? Go. Amen. And let's read on. Amen. Read that last verse again. So that, what does it mean? You should do what? What does the verse mean? What does it mean? You should not live for yourself, but for who? For Christ. Who did what? Who died for you and rose again. Amen. And when you know that, you will not live for yourself. But you live for God and you live for Christ. And for the people who he gives to you. Amen. May you receive a supernatural impartation of God's love in your heart. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. God has given you that supernatural love. I said God has given you that supernatural love. You will be able to love in Jesus name. You'll be able to love his people. You'll be able to love ugly people. Difficult people. Difficult situations. You will have supernatural love in your heart them and when you have love nobody will tell you how to preach oh yeah what to say how to say it say it just how you feel nobody has there's no particular way of preaching preaching is talking how do you talk when you are in love and when you are passionate about something just talking that way there is nothing like shouting there are people who shout i feel an anointing ah! feel anointed. Ah! That's how some people preach. Some people shout and scream. And Preaching is also talking. I also talk. And when I'm talking gently, there is an anointing in what I'm saying. Yeah. So, if you are a lady, you just talk. How you talk. If you are feeling passionate about what you are doing. If you love the person, what will you tell the person? It's not a matter of, it's not a matter of uh, uh, what am I supposed to say or what is to be done or what is to be said but it's a matter of what you would say and you say because of the love you have for the person you don't want him to go to hell that's the love of an evangelist the love of a pastor is that you want the sheep to do well look I want my people to get married even though marriage is not easy I know that they will not be happy until they're married so I want them to be married because they want to be married. So I pray for them to get married. And I want them to have good marriages. Hmm? Do you know that? And I want them to have children. Their problems are my problems. This is my problem. That's the reality. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When our my pastors are like my children, my sons, my daughters, and many of the church members are like that. When, for instance, when our pastors died, these pastors who died, when, for instance, when the last one died, he died at five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning, or four o'clock in the morning. 
the first place they called was my house. Straight away, it's like you have to call our father because that's this big trouble that has come. That is the only place this thing is going to. They have relatives. Hello, and during the funeral, so you see all big, big families and they all have relatives. But the first place they'll call, and so it is with the others. When the first uh, pastor died, I was driving in the car and I had a and I had a call. I said, "This is dead." And I said, "Do you know what you are saying?" And she said, "Yes, I know what I'm saying. I've seen him myself." Straight away, I called. Even his wife was sitting outside. His wife did not know that he was she was dead. She was sitting outside the outside the um, this place, outside the ward, waiting there for me to come. So, in, a, in a, you you have to understand that it's not. Our church is not like an employment something. It's like these are people that I employ, my boss, my employees, and it's like a family. And at the same time, like soldiers. It's a combination of the two. And there is love for one another. And we love each other. We want I want you to do well more than you want to do well. Yeah. I, I see the desires that people have. And I want them to do. I want them to do well spiritually. I am not doing the ministry. I'm not trying to get you to do something for me. Because there's nothing you can do for me per se. I don't want more problems. I, I want you to fulfill your ministry. That, because I love you. I know that I can, I can give you a better gift. If I guide you and minister to you to prepare yourself and fulfill your calling. Then I have really loved you. If all I did was to lead you in prosperity to have physical, financial prosperity, what you call money, what God calls unrighteous mammon, and you have a lot of that, but you don't have God's anointing, God's favor, and God's approval, I have hurt you. I don't really love you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, love for the people whom God has given to you will produce a baby and the children and convert you from a barren salted field to a pastor of thousands. If you lie by the woman and you don't love her and you don't touch her and you don't want to hold her, you're not going to have a baby. It's as simple as that, Pastor Obi. It's as simple as that. Love will tell you what to do. Amen. And so I believe that the artificial pastors are those who need reports, books, to write, fill forms. We fill a lot of forms now. I don't know whether you have those things here. Filling forms and so on. What people you visited, what you've done and so on. It is all because of people who don't really love the sheep. That you have to give them a duty and say that you have to visit these people, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do that. God has not told me what to do. He has just put love in my heart for the people. And I don't want them to go astray because I'm a pastor. And because I'm their pastor, I want everything around them to do well. I see you doing well in Jesus' name. Because I'm a teacher of the word, I want people to know what they need to know. Because of the prophetic anointing, 
I want people to see what there is to be seen. I want people to have what there is to have. And God wants you to have what there is to have. Michelle, amen. God wants you to have what there is to have. Nobody will have to teach you. But you see, I want to show you enemies of love. The enemies of love. You see, this whole thing eh, that I'm preaching, you can either call it a marriage seminar or a pastoral seminar. Because it, it, it interrelates all the time. Gina or Mina or Nelly. Good, Nelly. And it is what I'm saying. True. Yeah. Every marriage represented here is revived in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Enemies of love. Enemy number one. Selfishness. Thinking about me, I, myself, and me. Three of us, we are going somewhere. I, myself, and me. What we are doing. Our home, our life, our this, our that, our that, our this, our that. My, me, my home, my future, my life. I also am a nice person. And I would also like to have a quiet life. You get it? Myself, my wife, my children, my family. Period. But... God has given me a bigger heart to love more than those three people. Or four people, or five people, however many they are. I see God giving you that supernatural love. And someone said, it's because you have everything already. That's why you are able to love other uh, things that are not concerning yourself uh, personally. That's why you are able to uh, listen, apply your love to external individuals. No. 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 Look, I found recently a map that I drew to visit members. Marie, do you remember? I was visiting in secondary school. Visiting people. I would draw. We're going home on holidays. And nobody ever told me that there's anything about visitation. If you read this book, where is it transformed? If you read Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, you'll see there's a whole section about visiting and so on in it. You read it if you're interested. Now, but nobody ever told me about that. Because of the love that I had for the people, I visited them out of love. I cared about the people and I wrote down their names. And prayed for them. Amen. I would sit down in my room and read out sheet by sheet. And I'll read the name. I have I had list house eighteen, house seventeen, house eleven, house twelve. These were my fields. And I'll read out each name. Kojo Sam. Father, I pray for Kojo Sam. In the name of Jesus. Then I look at the next one. Robert. I didn't even know who they were. I didn't even know who they were. I was not appointed a general overseer of the scripture union. Remember I told you they didn't appoint me. They added me as a, an appendage, a driving mirror. 
to the other side of the car. You get what I'm saying? Removable. Expendable. Huh? Expendable. Henrietta Drummer or I pray for them. I didn't even know who I was praying for. All of them. House 11, house 17, house this, house this, house this. All of them. Pray for them. Then I drew maps. Marie, do you remember AC Senna, Senna, Senna Susu or something? Did, did you know her? She was in house 17. I read. Yeah? Yeah. I remember I saw I was looking through and I saw the maps and I saw that name there. The map to her house in sixth form. In uh, from from five. I have the maps there. Nineteen seventy something map. I have it. Maybe I print it in one of my books. So you see. Nobody paid me to do it. If you tell me that I'm doing what I'm doing because I like money or because I, uh, I'm getting more money from uh, preaching than being a doctor. Your mouth like mosquito. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> when, <laughs> for those people, and I was praying for them. Who was giving me money to pray for these people? Did I even know that? Did I had I learned it in any pastoral school that if you la- if you are a pastor, you should visit them or you should draw maps to their houses or that you should pray for them and mention everybody's name? Nobody told me that. I just love the people, and I love God's work, and I did what I could do in those days. Sixteen years old. Sixteen years old. And Malon is asking how old he can be before he's a pastor. Yeah, you can be. Because as a pastor, they didn't call me pastor. Just dad. Or dagitu. <laughs> or dagadu. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You are the next pastor in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you are the next pastor of thousands, of thousands, of thousands. I said, you are the next pastor of thousands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Love will show you what to do. Love will show you what to preach. Because you see how they are going to fall. And you will tell them, if I love a new convert, I know that this person is going to fall away. I'll just try and teach the person something to stabilize him in Christ so that he comes to church Then I can be teaching him and feeding him. I don't need a new believer's manual to tell me how to talk to the person for him to stay in the church. I will tell him things that I, from my heart. And he'll be stable. And people, I have pastors who don't know how to preach, but they have love for the people. And people respond to the love. The people respond to the love. They can feel that it's a genuine thing. I told you about that British Airways guy who came to talk to me. Yeah, this man, he doesn't care for me at all. If he sees me on the road, he will not talk to me. You are standing there, sir. We really appreciate your, what you call, we're really very happy that you come to join us and we hope that you really, whatever it is. And if there's anything that I can do for you, I would like to uh, really make your stay. Oh, man. This man is not a genuine man. <laughs> But you are a genuine pastor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are a genuine pastor. Amen. I say you are called of God. Amen. You have a desire of God. Amen. You have the love of God. Amen. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart. 
You can do it. I said you can do it. You can do it. Because God is calling you. God is sending you. He has put his love in your heart. The love of God makes you do the things you have to do. You have to pay a price. Nobody told me to go and visit my beloved when I was in uh, uh, the medical school and I was going to visit her at Legon. I didn't have any need to tell me that I should visit her. I visited. Amen. And I will come back at midnight and be taking cars all over Accra because I can only go after lectures and after maybe we have a discussion or something then I'll go from Legon University to Okolebu to where and come back <laughs> it was not a small journey the journey was longer than the visit <laughs> but love can make you do a lot of things someone said, I don't know who I should visit in my church because you don't love them I don't know when I should visit because you don't love them. You only love yourself. Selfishness makes you think only of yourself. But you are cured of selfishness today. Yeah. Look, when you allow the love of God, to, it will drive out the spirit of selfishness. And you do things, not because they've sent me, but because... So I was telling the, some of the pastors and shepherds that when they are going on visitation, eh, like some people, you go, then they, they've gone, they've finished visiting. And when they finish visiting, then they take out the book or whatever and then take the place that you know they have seen this person you see when the person sees that he is being ticked <laughs> you see it's like he's number six he's number four you see he, he will feel that it's not a real thing that brought you to him are you listening to what i'm saying yeah. hallelujah all right selfishness must die. Number two. The second enemy of love is having another alternative. An alternative to the thing you claim to love. Now if you love somebody. If you love somebody. Are you understanding Luke chapter 16 verse 13 says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't love two masters. You can love one thing, but you can't love two. Amen. One of the common causes of great disturbances in families and couples and homes is simply, huh? Are you there? Yeah. It's simply another person outside the marriage causing the confusion in the house. As they are breaking up, fighting, problems are happening. There is another woman on the side, or another man. When you see a woman who is very, I'm leaving my husband, this guy, I've been with him, I can't take it any longer, blah, blah, blah. Often there's somebody else who is an alternative hope, which they are going to follow. Helen, have you had your coffee for, for the evening? I think you should get your, I, I think you should get it because 
I sense a cloud of sleep. <laughs> She's not allowed to drink coffee. She's allowed. She's not allowed. Because I, I'm about to promote you to my front seat here. I told you to get an atmosphere creator. Okay, I'll show you later. Now, are you there? Yes. Are you there or you've gone home? Yes. Are you still around? Yes. Is God giving you his love? Yes. I still have his love. I still have his love. After all I've been through, I still have his love. I still have his love. I still have his love. After all I've been through, I still have his love. Amen. Another person in your life will challenge the love you have for that one thing. That is why I cannot genuinely serve the Lord and serve money. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not compatible. I have to have one master. I cannot have two. And so it is with the lay pastors. You cannot love money and God. You can't. There's nothing like that. And with the shepherds, there's nothing like that. It doesn't exist. Fifi, supposing you have two wives, Rita and Rose. Do you think about that? <laughs> Philippa, supposing your husband has got two people, Philippa and Felicia, would you like it? You wouldn't like it. Even if you smell it, there'll be a problem back home. You don't want to sniff anything in the areas. I don't want to smell it. There are some ladies who have got very sensitive nostrils. And they say, mm, mm, mm. This one, no, no more. Don't even talk to her. I don't want you to talk to her. Any more, anytime, anywhere. Is it clear? They are afraid of the alternative because they know that it's not possible to maintain the love for two. It, it, it won't work. It won't work for long. It won't work. It's, it can't work. It, it can't go on. It can't happen. God knows that you can't have two loves, Pastor Obi. You can only have one love. I believe I can say, and God should forgive me if I'm wrong, that I love him and I don't love anything else. I love, I love God far more than I love my wife. And my children. And my life. And I want to see him and I want him to say that he loves me. Amen. Amen. But God should forgive me if he's wrong. If what I'm saying is not true. Amen. I believe that I do not love money. At all. 
It doesn't mean I don't have money. But money has lost its value for me. I believe I cannot be a real good minister if I love money. It won't work. Something must die and one must be the reason. That's why I keep saying the only reason why you should be working is you are working to help the work of God. And when you are working and you find it difficult to give your money to the work of the Lord, then it becomes also a problem and you ask a question that why is that the case? Are you there or you've gone home? Yeah. I see you loving the Lord. How many want to to love only the Lord? Huh? Do you want it? How many think you have it? Huh? How many are not sure? You are struggling. Some people love their husbands more than they love the Lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you see Leah and Rachel? I mean, they were sisters. So even if Leah cry was not nice, I mean, sisters are similar. They're similar. Same father, same mother. What's the big deal? But the Bible says he, he loved Rachel and he hated Leah. He didn't like her at all. When he woke up, he threw the pillow. He t- Man! He threw the pillow and he said, Man! What is this? When he got the daylight, knowledge and information came and he realized that he had married an orangutan. I said, Man! What have I married? You can't love two things. You can't love your job and love the Lord. Do you know that all the time? Do you know I've worked? I've been in school. I worked as a, stu- as a doctor. I never loved my job. I was a student for seven years. When people had started working, my mates had started working, I was still in school. After seven years, I still had only one degree. That's my A-level. Till I passed out. Then I had another degree. I remember in the second year, I really wanted to do well. And I did my very best, Pastor Obi. But at the final exam of the second year, MB2 we call it, the, the exam was very difficult during the oral, the oral exam time. And I felt that I was failing. In fact, I felt that I had failed. I remember somebody saw me as our bus turned into the university campus. He saw my face that day and said man something very bad has happened to Doug I tell you when the results came in we have what we call those who go to the ringside they, they give the result out of the office because in medical school the result come the next day it's over there's no wait there's no delay when you go to school you do the exam today tomorrow afternoon four o'clock it's out you are in or out you are passed or failed there's nothing whatever your holiday will be good or bad I mean there are two there's only two ways <laughs> And we waited. People went to go and get the results. I couldn't go. I stayed in my room trembling. And then they came later shouting. And I said, oh God, I failed the first exam. But when the thing came, I passed. After that, I said, this school, I've struggled and I'm struggling to do well. And to do this and to do that and to get do well in school and so on. I said, from now, 
Because you see, I felt that my heart shifted in zeal and everything to the school and to the medicine. But after that terrible experience, I felt it was not worth it. Because I really knew a lot, but the way the exam went. For instance, I went for my physiology exam. And physiology, we learn, physiology means how the heart works, how the blood vessels work, how uh, what the kidneys work, is that no? So how the lungs work, I mean that physiology is like the mechanics of the thing, the function, how it works. So when I went for my physiology exam, all the lecturers were there, and then the guy asked me, a Nigerian lecturer, I said, how do you make palm wine? <laughs> I said, pardon? He said, how do you make palm wine? Palm wine? I, I don't even drink palm wine, I don't know how to make palm wine. <laughs> palm wine, how do you make palm wine? All my lecturers were there. So I said, after a while, then, then the other lecturers stepped in. Because you have 15 minutes, the bell will go. And then all the questions he asks you, that's your marks. The other lecturer says, oh, you know, in Ghana, we do things a little differently. You know, because it's a standard lecturer from Ibadan. We do things differently and so on. And, you know, the, you do a certain whatever. So they talked, and then he came back. So he said, yes, my young man, how do you make palm wine? I said, I, I, I don't know. Then he said, you climb a tree. And you go and do something up there to get something. Then he asked me, so when you are making the paman, you climb the tree. What can happen? I said, what can happen? I don't know. This is my exam that I'm failing and passing and the time is going by. What are you talking about? Oh, man. Then my lecturer stepped in again to try and stabilize the situation. I mean, the other lecturers, about five of them. The Nigerian man was not moved at all. He, he, he continued, he said, you can fall down. Is that not so? I said, yeah, you can fall down. Then he said, when you fall down, you can break your back. I said, yeah. Then he said, when you break your back, what can happen? I said, I don't know what can happen when you break your back. <laughs> then he said, you can have spinal shock. Spinal shock. I said, said, yeah. They said, tell me about spinal shock. And I didn't know anything about spinal shock. (laughs) Oh, no! They had used palm wine to pass through the bush until the spinal shock, which is the question that he wanted to, and I didn't know it. So I just struggled to say something. Then he asked me about uh, EEG, you know, electroencephalography. I said, EEG. And you know, I had learned multiple choice questions. You know, the question, we learn the question and the answer. So that if they make the mistake of bringing the question, they will pass. So that is all I knew. I knew there were two questions that I knew. So I told him from memory of the questions that EG is this, 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 that. And I was looking. Okay, your time is up. I said, what? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I got up and I went out. That was it. Fail and repeat one year. That's what, that is how it is. Repeat. But I passed. I don't know how I passed. Maybe I'd already done well before that thing came. Sometimes when you've done well, they just misbehave like that so that you don't do better. So, I put two and two together. 
this school that I'm dying for, I won't die for this school again. I won't die for medicine. So I decided that now I'm just going to give myself to the ministry. I decided this in 1985. At that same time, I proposed to my beloved. I decided I was going to be in the ministry. I decided I was going to work for the Lord. And I decided that all I wanted to do was to just get along in the school and just make sure I just pass and finish with it and move on. The next year, here comes the exam. Here is the man who just wants to pass. You see, when it dies and you give it up, then God gives it back to you. I went for the exam. All my exams, I was up, up, up. I didn't even know. When I went, there were three big exams, the MB3. When I went for uh, microbiology exam, I was ready. I was warm. My, my marks, I was just about to get a credit and be going up. The guy said to me, how do you, what is the cause of sore throat? I said, sore throat. So I mentioned one or two. He said, yes, more. He wants me to tell me more and more animals that cause sore throat. I told him streptococcus, this, that. Then he, I had, I went gonorrhea, various things. I gave him causes of sore throat. He wanted one particular one. The whole exam was that only question. What is the cause of sore throat? Well, he told us. He said, go. What are you saying? So I left. When I went for a pharmacology exam, they asked me a question. What is this? And I looked at them and I said, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the man said, you know, you have written an exam on that thing. Your essay is in front of me. The drug he asked me, I said, I don't remember that drug. I don't know anything about the drug. The essay that I've written, my man was blind, blank. The essay was in front of me. I said, but you have written an essay. I don't know anything about it. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, man. But you see, I was already doing one. Then I went for pathology exam. When I went for pathologies and wait, you know, the uh, inter-oral exam, you know how to pass. You have to stand at the door. When those who go in come out, you'll be fine. Now, Charlie, what did they ask you? What did they ask you? What did they ask you? You guys, how you get that? Were well, you not using that strategy over here? <laughs> you were not using the strategy. But anyway... When I went in for that exam, they gave me a brain in a pot. I said, what do I see? I said, I see a brain. I said, talk about it with a tumor. They started asking me questions. What kind of cancer of the brain can cause a disease in the blood? I said, Yehoah. And I remembered one wild, highfalutin tumor. And I said, so it so causes this. The guy said, very good. Then he started asking me about that disease blood disease then he was asking me the qu uh, quantities figures and i was giving the guy who said and i also know it's this one and they were looking at me sometimes they let you say that they are not sure themselves of what they're asking <laughs> <laughs> so i was i was given that poem then the exam was going on then i was answering the question and then they made a mistake of asking a question about diabetes they said i should I should tell them about the something, something, something of diabetes, the effect on the different parts of the body. And when I was outside, I had been just passaging that place. <laughs> so when the man asked a question, I said that you have made your last mistake. <laughs> oh man, it wasn't easy. I talked, I talked, I talked. Then my lecture was sitting there. I said, X 
excellent, excellent. Then I will be mentioning big, big, big words. And as I look, I said, you forgot it. You don't know all these things that I'm saying. <laughs> and the poor was flowing, talking. Uh, excellent, excellent. Very good. So I got up. I said, uh-huh. I've been able to conquer this one. When I went to this, somebody told me, say, I saw your mark, 70 something. That's distinction. When the result came, I was the only, all the list was there. I said, Daki, what knows distinction? I said, me? That I said, I'm not interested in the school again. I have come, become the first. The thing that I have thrown away, it has been given back to me. Fourth year, I said, I don't like the school again. I'm starting a church. So I just want to manage and go along. I don't like the school. I like only God. That one too. I did well. They added all my marks and gave the two best students. One day I was going downstairs, the hostel. And then a guy came out, it's called Demo. He, he came out and said, oh, no, it's called Sly. He came out and he said, there's a letter for you. a letter for me from the administration. So for what? So I opened it on my way for lectures and I saw, you are the first two best students in your class. So we are giving you prize, award, thousands of pounds, tickets, and what have you. Man, I said, me? me? I said, I don't like the school. I've started a church. <laughs> the thing was given unto me. Fifth year, final year, they wrote to me again. They said, you are the first best five students. The school that I said, I don't like. I'm going to the ministry. So you don't need to go to the district. Come here and practice right here in the hospital. I said, I don't like. And after that, I moved. I did my house job. Bah! That was the last. First April 1990. That was the end. And I moved away from it. Because my heart was not there. Any time I was on the ward, I want to leave. I finished and I asked the nurses, is there anything else? No, there's nothing. I said, I'm off. <laughs> and they started to call me, I'm off. <laughs> Doctor, I'm off is off. <laughs> you see, there is a switch in your heart. When it happens, you, 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 your heart has moved to what you really love. And thereafter, even though you may be doing it still, it's, 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 it's a dead dog. And at that point, God can give you a lot of it because it has no control over you. It has no control over you. It has no control over you. That is why people look at the ministry and feel that this person... He likes money. That is why he's doing what he's doing. But it's not the case. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Receive a supernatural injection of God's love and love for God. You cannot have two loves. The enemy of your love for God is a love for something else. I'm telling you, it's the greatest enemy to your love. For the Lord is love for something else. It's deep. You have to pray about it, darling. Because easily something else can be there. But I want to challenge you and, and say to you, let your love for God be first. Clearly. Test yourself many times by asking questions. How do you know what is it? Ask questions. If this, what would I do? If that, would I say yes? Someone said, oh, I really love the Lord. Said, okay, if I was to ask you to work for the Lord right now, would you do it? Ah, uh, okay, I haven't thought. Uh -huh. So straight away, the answer should tell you where you are. You understand what I'm saying? If the Lord was to ask you this, what would you do? What would you say? That's why when I do altar calls, you know what I say? I say, if you are to die today or tomorrow, will you go to heaven or hell? 
That's a very good question. That helps you to know where you are in your heart. Ask yourself a question. If they said to me, go here, will I do it? If they said to me, transfer from London to Douala, or transfer from London to uh, 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 Port Harcourt, will I go? Why will I not go? Why will I not go? I really love the Lord more than it, but why will you not go when the Lord meets you in Nigeria? Oh, you see, there are certain things that, uh, you know, I don't want to... Uh, you are arguing. You see, the reality is that that is, if you are fully yielded, all these questions will not come up. The answer is simple. When you love the Lord and He says, go, you will go. When He says, do, you will do. So test yourself. Tell somebody next to you, test yourself, test yourself, test yourself, test yourself. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. One day, I saw a couple that were quarreling. And as I look at this couple as they were quarreling, they quarreled in front of me for a long time. Then I counseled them for a long time. And as I was counseling them, the quarrels were never ending. So, but as I was looking at them, David, I felt that they loved each other. Because sometimes some people love each other and the only way they know how to express it is to quarrel. (laughs) No, no, I really think some people don't know how to manifest love. They they just quarrel. They they just get into things. Their natural way is to just create commotion and quarrel. That's an unfortunate way of 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 of, of quarrel. Some people only know how to love you by being jealous of everybody that you, you talk to. That's the only way they know how to love you. They, they, their only manifestation of their love is their jealousy against others. But not for you. But I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't like this. That is the way they love you. By hating other things around you. Is is the way they love you. Oh no, people don't know. Some people only love by quarreling. And they get into it, and I want you to do that, and why are you not doing this, and what, what are you doing this, that? and all that is because of a deep love that they have for the person. They constantly nag. They don't know how to love. May God release you into real love. May he show you the way to love. What you really love to show you how to manifest. It's like some, some fathers don't know how to love. Some people don't know how to be tender. Because they've never experienced tenderness. Some people don't know how to love because they've never seen love. They never seen their father and their mother together. Some people met their fathers when they were teenagers. Some people never lived with their mother. Some people never lived with their father. Some ladies never saw a woman, their mother serving their father or showing any love. They didn't. They never seen it since they were ever born. They don't know how to be gentle, how to love. In America, most of the, the black American ladies, they are all single women with children. No father. They don't know who the father is. They don't know where the father is. Many of them don't know how to stay married. They only know how to face a man and stand up for their rights. And then when they are on their own, after they stood up for their rights and the man has run away, they are moaning and say, Lord, touch my life. Lord, move. Lord, send somebody. Somebody to encourage me, Lord. I pray, oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Send somebody. And you see them praying. But when the person comes, they will start, look, you better order your life right now. This, we can't do this here, this and that. We are women and we have equal rights and you can't. And, and all that they know is to drive away what they love. And what they want. That's why I say people are very self-destructive. Some of your greatest enemies are you. Are you still in the church? No, are you still in the church? Are you still around? Amen. I was telling you something. What was I telling you? Couple were quarreling. So I discerned that they were I discerned that they were in love. So 
You see, the council had gone on. It was morning from the night before. It was now in the morning. And we were still going. So I said, brother, sometimes a question is the best. I want you to imagine that she's dead. She's dead. Funeral. Give me some volume. She's dead. Funeral. She's wearing, when he when died, he put her in a white dress. Standing at the funeral, she's lying down. I said to him, will you be sad? He said, very, very sad. The people who have been quarreling from last night out to this museum. I said, will you be sad? Very, very, very sad. Then I asked the sister, imagine that he's dead. He dies. And he's lying in the coffin. They put his suit, everything. He's lying there. <laughs> you know dead bodies, they have a way of looking at you. And I said, imagine that he was dead. How will you feel? He said, I will be very sad. I said, will you be sad? Very. And I said, you are in love. That's the end of the counseling. You are in love. You are in love. You love each other. It's the love that is making you talk like this. That was then I stopped the counseling. Sometimes a question will reveal what is there. I, I, Pastor Richard, I believe with all my heart that many people don't know how to love. Oh yeah. So some men, the only, only the only thing they know is to buy a house here and a car and say, okay, stay here. You are here. What have I done? I've bought you house, car, shed, this. That's all. Okay, what else do you want? Others only know how to have sex with you. That's it. It's like one, two, three. What else do you want? I come in, I, I'm in, I'm out. And then that's all. <laughs> Same thing with the ladies. Some ladies don't know how to love a man. The way they love is, 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 is to quarrel with you, is to engage in. No, I, I want you to come earlier. You, you, have come, you are coming earlier now, but it must be even earlier. Because you see, last time I told you, you see, it was said in the church. If you like, go and ask Pastor Richard. Because I told you, you see. Nya, 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 nya. And it goes on. Others know how to love you by hating anybody who interacts with you. They hate that thing. Don't talk. I, I, the, the, the way, they, they'll say, I'm a woman. And the way, the vibes, you see, you are a man, you don't understand. It's the vibes, the vibes. <laughs> That's the only way they know how to love, by, by watching. You see, it's like, it's like, it's like a, 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 a mother dog. You get it? The way she, she knows how to love her little puppies. It's, it's just by protecting her. I once went to a house, there was a dog called Thatcher, you know, and I said, Thatcher. <laughs> and when we came, I said, Thatcher has had a baby, has had babies. Don't go there. Because the way Thatcher knows how to love her babies is to attack anyone she sees and anyone who comes around in the area. That is the love of a wild dog. Oh man, Lord. Oh Lord, heal some people tonight. Lord, heal some people tonight. Release them into true love. Release them into love. The love of God. Ability to have confidence. And to just be happy with what you have. Be happy with what you have. Because perhaps he's smiling with that sister for two seconds. 
because that is all the two seconds of smile she's going to have. But you have him for the rest of your life, every day and every night. And when he comes home, you don't even notice he's come home because he came late. You get what I mean? And you, you, you are sleeping. And, and don't turn on the lights and, 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 and don't make any noise. And you know, uh, why do you come so late? I'm sleeping. And, and don't disturb. And it's cold. Who's that? <laughs> Is it a beggar? Is it an arm robber? <laughs> Ring the police. <laughs> And that's all. That's all the love is. The love is, is protecting. You are, you are more than toucher. You are more than toucher the dog. Fighting everything around. <laughs> but, but when it comes to, to attending and, and looking at what you have and being happy with it, that's not the way. All your duty is to guard around. Look around. Ah. Ah. Uh, who is there? Who is there? Ah, that one from the choir. Don't come near. Now when he comes, he says, Who is that? I'm sleeping. I'm cold. Don't touch me. I don't like when you touch me that way. Touch me only around seven, but from nine onwards, don't touch me. If you come after nine, don't touch me. Don't touch me. You can't have me just like that. I'm a woman and there's more to me than just, you just go out there and, and you talk to all those, all those, all those, all those little choristers and then you come to me and, and, and you want to hold me. Don't touch me. <laughs> we, ha- we, 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 we had a soap in Ghana called Don't Touch Me. <laughs> I think some, some wives have been batting with Don't Touch Me soap. careful <laughs> may you receive the ability to love the fact that you hate the devil does not mean that you love God loving God does not mean loving God is not the same as hating the devil oh yeah it's different things in fact loving God is different from loving his work he can love his work when you don't love him, oh yeah. You can love the Lord, but you, don't, you can love his work, but you don't love God. There are people who love God's work, but they don't love God. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get closer to God, because now I've fallen out of love with God's work, and I've fallen in love with God. So I'm switching, because I realize that there's a difference. So I'm shifting to God himself, rather than his work. There are people who love me, and there are people who just love the work of God in Lighthouse. It's different. Amen. Amen. Lord, heal. So, selfishness is the first enemy of love. Second enemy is what? Having another alternative. Third enemy of love is hurts and wounds. Hurts and wounds is a destroyer of love. When you are wounded... You have to overcome your bitterness. Otherwise, you can never really love. Julia, did you know that? 
if you have a woman who has been hurt by some man, or she's been, she thinks she's been hurt, or she, or she watches other people being hurt, and she becomes scared. You get it? Such people are bitter. And sometimes they are bitter and they are hurt. You cannot love when you are bitter. Amen. Amen. I said you cannot love when you are bitter. You don't have love, you have bitterness. It's the same manifestation of hatred for other things. It's different from loving this. It's different from being bitter against that. Anna, do you understand what I'm saying? Being angry with that is different from loving this. You can be angry with that without loving this. And often you have enough energy only to do one or two things. So when you spend your time hating this one for all the bad things he did to you, you don't have time to love this one for what he really is. As you go along in the ministry, and that's why God is showing me to have a big heart. Right now, anybody who wrangulizes me, if you come back, I will love you and flow with you with the love of God. Oh yeah. I don't want to have any enemy. If you wrangle at me, it's you who's destroying yourself. I'm now feeling pity for you and sorrow for you. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's what I feel for you, pity and sorrow. And that's why now I'm trying very hard to prevent anybody from becoming an orangul- orangul, deceiving himself into becoming an orangul. Because it's a deception. But with time, you'll find out that you hurt your own self. Amen. Amen. Amen, the men. Amen, Amen, the ladies. But God wants to save our hearts. Now, all those who want to sleep, just go to bed now and leave the rest of us here. We are going to talk about something important. Amen. Just just go to bed. Just curl up and finish it off. You are allowed. I'm giving you a license to sleep. Just turn off the lights. And leave the rest of us behind so that we can concentrate. Amen. Amen. Your bitterness does not make you love God and love his people. Alex, if I'm bitter against you, I will not easily love Michelle or Eva. Because my love for them will be colored by my bitterness for you. Because you are also my sheep. You get it? And since now I have great mistrust for you, and therefore all sheep, when I see these ones, even though I say I love them, it's colored, affected by the fact that I am really bitter against that guy. That is why Levites in the Bible were not allowed to have wounds, boils. A Levite must not have a boil. They were supposed to have skin, but you're not supposed to have boil. Boils were unhealed scabs, unhealed wounds. Archibald, what's a boil? What's a boil? Skin infection caused by stuff. So how does a boil how does a boil come about? You have a little cut or something. You have a little what? A little cut and then the bacteria enters. So you have a blister with contagious fluid. Very good. So instead of your little cats to just get healed, some animal gets in there, it's called Staphylococcus what? Aureus. And it goes in there, Staphylococcus Aureus. All spiritual Staphylococcus are being killed today in Jesus' name. 
So something's events that happen in your life, Staphylococcus aureus have entered. And now I'm making it bigger and some yellowish thing is now forming around it. On your spirit. And it's getting bigger. And when the boils get bigger, have you seen a big ball before? How many have had a really big boil before? How many have had a big ball like this? You don't have a big one like that. I mean, it spreads wide. You don't have one like that. How about like this? How about like this? Have you had one like this? You have, how many have not had a ball like this before? You've never had a ball. A pimple. Pimple which got bigger. Yeah. People have balls and they can't walk. Because it can get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And what does it start with? A little cut. A little wound. And then now everything is affected. You see, when you have a problem in one part of your body, if it is big enough, it can affect all parts of your body. Yeah. I say if you have a problem in one side and it gets big enough, it will affect every part of you. That is why if you have somebody who's got a problem on his leg and it's not big enough, he may, you see him walking around. But if he gets big enough, Pastor Richard, even though he's down there on the toe, you see that it affects his walk, it affects the programs that he attends, it affects uh, uh, his flow with people, it affects his energy, it affects everything, his work, everything is affected because the problem is getting bigger and bigger, even though it's a small thing that started, and that's why God wants it to be healed. And that's why Levites and pastors and shepherds are not allowed to bear grudges, including me. When people hurt me and people offend me, my duty is to just forget it. When people insult me, my duty is to say, I am a servant of the Lord and my duty is to be insulted. And I'm sorry for all my sins and God should forgive me for all the things that people say about me. Amen. And I should just carry on and forget about it and move on. Hallelujah. Is that not so? That's, that's, that's my portion. And that's your portion too. Amen. You have no other choice. I said you have no choice. I said you have no choice. Let all Staphylococcus aureus die in your heart in Jesus' name. One time I had a cab driver, mini cab driver, Nigerian brother, took me on a ride. And he told me about his wife. And how he suspected that his wife was having something to do with somebody. So he told her he was going for a business trip in somewhere. And then he, he let his wife drop him at King's Cross. So he took, he, the wife dropped him at King's Cross station and he took the train. And he went to the next station and he got off. And then he went to a pub and had a drink and stayed there for some time. And around 11, 12, he went back to his house. When he entered, the, when he got to the house, he said, I have a key. And when he entered the house and he got into his room, this was not his, his, he told me himself, he said, when I entered, he said, my wife, well, actually it was his girlfriend that he had brought for many, many years, was there and she was totally stuck naked, 100% naked in the bed with another guy in his bed in the house, two of them. Because I asked him, now, is he married? He said, me married? <laughs> I don't trust any woman. He said to me he would, 
he would, uh, he would have done something, but he just controlled himself and called the police. <laughs> I think he said he sucked her out of the house. Hmm, yeah, I don't think he allowed her to dress. He just took her out of the house and called the police. Man. When I asked him, will he marry? Maybe there's a very nice, faithful person, but from his experiences, it will be affected. As he's moving with the person and the things he wants to do for her, it will be affected because of his first experience. So ability, you see, love, eh? love cannot work without trust. And even if your trust is, is the knife got in your challenge, let us say, let patience have her perfect work. Otherwise you change. That's how lesbians are formed. That's how people become some way. I mean, you know, these days uh, I see the spiritual things of people in their hearts make them twisted. They don't even know. But it's something deep down in there that has affected them. And they need to be set free. You are being set free tonight in Jesus' name. Pastor Jake and Lady Pastor Leah, what was their great problem? What was the problem? Love. Love would have made things different. Is that not so? Amen. Love would have made things different. But the Lord himself stepped in because there was no love. Sometimes when you don't love God's people, God will step in supernaturally and love his own people divinely. Amen. One day I went to uh, a, a golf course here in, in England and I was just standing in the house where there were a lot of people there and I was just looking at the people, you know. And then I was with somebody and, and I said, these people, you know, what they are lost far from God. You know, and as I looked at them, the Lord told me that these people, their pastor has let them down. Their pastors have let them down. You see, like us, if we misbehave now, the whole church will get spoiled. Not today, but as the years go by, all the direction that we're going will just turn like this or turn like this. And then see or all will happen. And we must really do our part. We must witness. We must go to the nations. We must preach. We must pray. We must trust God. If we joke, We'll be surprised what would happen. Brothers and sisters, it is up to us to love the Lord and not allow bitterness to come in. Let's love the Lord until he shows us the way and all barrenness will go. Amen. Don't be selfish anymore. Amen. Don't just think about you and yourself. You know, now when I'm traveling, I just commit myself to God. If I die on the way, God must know about it before I die. I believe that he'll look after my wife, he'll look after my children, he'll look after the church. It means I'm not needed. So I, I don't think about that anymore. I don't think about that. Oh yeah. I just trust the Lord. And I just know that it is up to him. How else would I think? Because I'm always traveling. Otherwise I should stop traveling. But I just have to trust the Lord. So, Lord, if something, it's, it's up to you. You know, you're the man. I have to love the Lord. I have to trust. Even though I know pastors who were traveling on the way and they died. I read about one pastor was sitting in a plane and he, they crashed and he died. Even though there were 40 deeper life pastors on the plane from Kenya, Airways from Kenya, when they took off at Abidjan. 40 pastors. The suicide that fell into uh, uh, Jason's house, uh, area, Halifax. The suicide, there were two pastors coming from New York to Geneva for a program. Even though Reverend Amakun died when he was traveling from Takradi to Accra, he died at Apam Junction. 
I still have to trust the Lord. Even though I myself have been going and my car has somehow sold it before, I can't allow it to affect my spirit. I said, I, I don't trust that this Lord, when I go with him somewhere, he can easily eliminate me. And <laughs> No, I have to trust that. I believe the Lord loves me. And I believe the Lord loves me. He loves my children. He loves my wife. He loves the church more than I can love the church. And whatever he wants to do, I trust that it's a good thing. Even though I don't understand everything, I have to trust that the Lord is good and his message endure forever and continue living. That's the only way to live. It's the only way to live. Well, if you think too much, you can't live. Bible says, increasing knowledge increases grief. When you know too much, you, be, you become confused. That's why people, as they grow older, they can't easily marry, especially the men. Because they know too much. They know this one is like this. This girl will be like this. This one will be like that. This one, they've had so much, they can't even choose. It becomes more and more difficult. <laughs> Let your experiences not affect your trust in the Lord. Amen. Stand to your feet. Now, this evening we are going to close very early so that we can sleep longer and have a longer day tomorrow. Amen. But if you provoke me as you provoked me last night. Now, I see some people moving around when I ask you to stand up. Okay. All right. Take a five minutes break and come back. All right.